so thankful for this hope because Jesus coming as a baby is not some kind of hope that I have that cannot be touched. It's not some faraway dream, some crazy belief, because I know Jesus and I have had to cling to him in the darkest moments and he's saved me and held me. And so to know that he has come as a child and has walked as a person and knows what it means to be a human, and no one no one else can say that. No one else can put their hope in somebody like that who is all powerful and yet walked as we walk. That's what it means to me. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Faithfulness presents, in partnership with South Park Crawlspace Records, the Mundane Faithfulness Podcast. Welcome to the Mundane Faithfulness Podcast, where friends of Kara Tippett's gather to discuss issues of community, grace, hardship, and the gospel. I am your host, Blythe Hunt, and today with me again, one of my all-time favorite people in the whole world, the person who sparkles the most in my eyes, my baby sister, Caitlin Leader. Caitlin, you are a foreigner in a foreign land. You mm-hmm. married a German. You live in Germany permanently, mm-hmm. and um, life is completely different like you said, you don't have um, your own family there. You have your in-laws who are have embraced you and adopted you beautifully. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's not quite the same as your own family. And you don't have parents. You don't have grandparents traveling over to see your children and to mm-hmm. spoil them and celebrate them. Um, I imagine that there's a loneliness that you experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, I, I even call my in-laws mom and papa, and most mm. um, people in Germany do not call their in-laws mom and papa. Yeah. But I do feel as an adopted daughter to them. But like you said, there is a loneliness because I am different, and I will always be different than them. And I am different culturally. I'm different in the way I think. And so it is hard. Sometimes I do just wish that we could all get together as siblings and have our Christmas like we all want it to be. And, you know, and, and so it is, it is hard. Um, But it's just keeping the focus of what Christmas is and the theme of Christmas in the forefront of my mind that helps me get through that missing you guys. And it is lonely. (laughs) In that loneliness that you experience, that many, many people experience, that we all experience some days to a certain level, some more than others, what does it mean to you that God came to walk among us, Emmanuel, God with us, that he came to be here with us, that he came to reconcile God to man so that we can be in relationship with God? Mm, It means everything. I I cannot live without him. And... 
His incarnation, God becoming man, shows the depths of his love to us, that he would lay aside his crown and his power and his glory and his might to become a baby is unfathomable and at the same time amazing. And the depth of his love for us, I cannot even understand. And because of this loneliness, because because we're orphans, and I have been for half my life, I can't, there's nothing I can grasp on this earth. You know, I do have a great, great in-laws and a good family, but I cannot, I still feel lonely. Yeah. I still am a quote outsider. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand their culture like they do. I don't speak Russian and, and they've never made me feel like an outsider, but at the same time, it, it's still lonely. Sure. And I can only grasp on He's the only thing that I can hold on to. I don't know how else to explain it except that because it's been like that for so long that that he's it. When I've been in my depths of despair, I, I just can't lean on anybody else. Caitlin, this message of Emmanuel is so prevalent in your life. It's penetrated your heart so deeply. Mm-hmm. Our parents died when you were 14 years old. And um, God drew you into his arms quickly thereafter. Mm-hmm. You've experienced an intimacy with Jesus that I've seen in few people, and it's beautiful. You live in a culture and in a society where Christianity is not the norm. Mm-hmm. There is a very small population of Christians. Um, what is it like for you to be dependent on Jesus every day, every moment of the day in a culture where that's a foreign idea to them. I was just talking about this this week because it is hard. We don't have community where we are um, because we live in a little village and our church is about 40 minutes away and nobody... That's okay. I was just going to say 40 minutes in Germany is a long distance. Yeah. 40 yeah. minutes here in Colorado is nothing because there's nothing anywhere. So you have to drive. But 40 minutes in Germany yeah. is a big deal. It's like, it'd be more like a, an hour and a half for you, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what it's like. Because yeah. people are like, 40 minutes, that's crazy. Yeah. So we live really far away, German standard. And um, nobody from our church lives within 30 minutes, <laughs> which again, wow. for Germany, it's more like an hour. Yeah. So, um, I'm often on my own in living out our Christian convictions. Uh, the children stand out in school. There are some activities um, that we might not participate in because of our convictions. Or you ask me what it it's like. It's hard. I have to depend on the Lord in a lot of ways in the way that I make decisions daily because there are so many forces at work against us in the way that I raise the kids and it's a daily dependence. In some ways, it's kind of, it feels like a slow walk some days because almost every decision with the children or um, what, how we decide to live our lives, we have to do to be very deliberate. And it sometimes feels slow because we have to think about things and the way we do things and maybe why we do things more than we ever have had before. Mm-hmm. So it can be lonely and it often is lonely. And I don't have any Christian moms around with whom I can talk. So, 
You know, if I talk to a mom here about a decision we've made or what I say to the kids, they often look at me with crazy eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I really have to depend on Jesus a lot. Is that feeling of loneliness or um, foreignness or or displacement, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but those feelings, are they magnified at Christmas? Yeah, so we do Christmas differently. We um, go to church, and most people don't. And just the just the way that I am, <laughs> even though I might be gathered with Artur's family, um, I feel lonely because I'm not with my family. Right. In the in the sense that we are Christians here, and we we try to center Christmas around Christ, so we do little things in the Advent time that are Christian and we might hang them on the walls or whatever. And people come in because most people who come in our home are not Christians and they see it and Mm. they know it's different and it might be weird to them. You know, when people think about you that way, it's also lonely. Yeah. So in America, we wouldn't think twice about saying, Hey, what is, what's on your wall? That's different. I've never seen that. What does that mean? Are Germans like that? Do German people come into your home and see something Christian on your wall and ask you about it? No, they look at it and they look at me, but they don't ask. I wish they would. Yeah. Well, that's my question for you. With the differences between the cultures and how the different cultures engage, Christmas for Christians can be an easy time to engage non-Christians and have spiritual Mm -hmm. conversation because Christmas, even if you don't celebrate it as Christ's birth, we all know that that's where it came from. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't believe in Jesus or if you're not a Christian, you still have reason to celebrate Christmas because it's secularized. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, we can always go back to that point and have that conversation is it like that in Germany? Could you use that as a starting point to have a spiritual conversation? I have not been able to, and I try. You know me. Yes, <laughs> she's the evangelist. <laughs> I really try. Um, Christmas does not often lend a helping hand into sharing the gospel because a lot of non-Christians here see the Bible as a fairy tale, a book of fairy tales. Mm. And so for them... Jesus lumps together with, you know, Santa Claus and all the other things that they just don't have to believe in. I see. So I wish it would. (laughs) Yeah. When we're talking about Emmanuel, God with us at Christmas time and the birth of our Messiah, we are talking about the right now, but also the not yet. Because Mm -hmm. even though Jesus came to save us, we will not be fully restored and redeemed until we join him in heaven. How does that promise affect you on a daily basis when you have those lonely days, when you don't have other Christian moms to talk Mm -hmm. to, when you don't have the luxury of Christian fellowship like I do in my life? Mm -hmm. Oh, goodness. This morning, my prayer was, Jesus, come now. He's Mm -hmm. so great. (laughs) It is something that I think about often, thinking about the future and being present with the Lord and the promise that Christmas holds for us. It speaks to my loneliness in a way that I don't think any other message could, 
because I have this promise that one day I won't be lonely anymore. Mm. And one day I will be at rest with him for the rest of my life. And he's with me now and he is always with me. And I know that, but one day I'll get to see him. And as my third daughter likes to say, she's going to get to go play with Jesus and she can't wait to spend the night at his house. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Yeah. I love that. And it is something I think about on a regular basis to hold on to, to hold on to that hope and to keep perspective in my life, why I'm doing what I'm doing, why we've chosen to stay in Germany. It helps me keep perspective and helps me keep going. Gives me perseverance. So the holidays can be difficult. They're a joyous time. But as we mentioned before, it feels like feelings are magnified over the holidays. There's just this amped upness to everything. Um, How do you prevent yourself from falling into despair over the holidays when you do have those lonely days? I call you. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, I I have to, I, to be honest, I have to read the Bible. <laughs> I have, it, sometimes it just feels like, just as David described it, it's, it's honey. It's sweet to my soul. I, I have to read his word so that I can remember what he says because I forget so quickly. And so those lonely days, often I'll read a psalm, or I'll ask you to pray for me. Yeah, because there's no one else I can ask. <laughs> mm. And I just have to pray a lot. Would you say that God is faithful to be present in those hard days? Yeah. When, when you're having a hard day, do you think, well, he was there for the last hard day I had? Or do you find that he's quiet and he's absent? For me, it's both. Some days I I can meet him in his word and I know he's with me. I know it. And yet that's still that feeling of loneliness might linger. And yet I still know he's there. Um, And some days I don't hear him. And I just cry all day and text you. (laughs) Mm. And although I, I know, I know in my heart he is there. So that truth kind of is like a a rock in my heart. It keeps me held down. Although I can't feel him in that sense all the time. I don't, I don't always feel this, this knowledge, even though that knowledge is there. So how have you come to trust that knowledge and trust the character of God, even when you can't always feel it, when it's not a happy emotion? How have you gotten to the point in your Christian faith where you trust him, even when all signs are saying he's not there, he's absent, you're all by yourself? I do two things. I first look at his word, and I I often think about people in the Bible who've waited, because Mm. part of this loneliness is me waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting until I'm in his presence one day. I'm waiting for... um, his full, the promises of that he's given us to be completely fulfilled. And that's part of my loneliness. And so sometimes I think about our patriarchs in the Bible who waited and think God has always been faithful. 
Mm. even when his children were unfaithful, even when Abraham was promised the gift of a child and had to wait and wait and didn't trust the Lord. God, God still came through. So for me, the, the truth of these things and the um, way God has been faithful to his saints helps me. And the second thing that helps me is seeing how he's been faithful to me in my life and how in my loneliest seasons, you know, after mother and daddy died, moving internationally a few times, um, there are always seasons in our lives when we feel lonely. And he's always met me, even when it felt like he wasn't meeting me. He always has. And so remembering that helps as well. Caitlin, sometimes I joke that we should flip lives because I am such an introvert and you are such an extrovert. (laughs) And the idea of living in a small village and not having to socially interact with a bunch of people every day is appealing to me. (laughs) (laughs) And when I speak and I address introversion and extroversion um, in building community, people are surprised to hear that I'm an introvert. And one of the things that I always say is that I learned how to socially interact with people and basically fake it um, by watching (laughs) Mother, who was an extreme extrovert, Mm -hmm. and by watching you. Um, You're not just an extrovert. You're a social extrovert. You love people. You're the life of the party. People are drawn to you. And because of this, to me, as your big sister, who misses you dearly, dearly, and who hates that you are so far away, it is even more of a sting because I know how much you love people and I know how much you love to be in community. And for you to be in a season of your life over the holidays and not have that community that I want for you is painful for me. It's painful for me to watch. And yet I know that you are not alone and I know that there are many, many people just like you who don't Mm -hmm. have community and who hurt over the holidays because their hearts desire that. And it's a good desire. It's a God-given desire. Mm -hmm. What do you say to our brothers and sisters in Christ who don't have community this Christmas and who hurt? I don't want to sound trite, but what gets me through is, is trusting the Lord because I do lack that community. And, and because I am extroverted, it seems to be magnified. My lack of community seems to be magnified because I long for these personal interactions every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like once a week would do. Which once a week seems, you know, exorbitant to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it is hard. I find it really hard. And all I can do is pray and trust the Lord every day um, and ask Him. I pray continually for friendship and for community because, like you said, it is a good and a right thing. And I look for it in in practical ways as well. And sometimes... All of my endeavors fail, and I don't know why, but I have to trust that God knows, and He knows my heart. He knows my personality. He made it, and He knows that I am somebody who loves people, and I, I love I love everybody. It's <laughs> there's true. not many there's not many people I don't like, um, and so I just have to trust He's got me in this 
season for a reason. And although that season also goes through Christmas and is is then again magnified because I want to throw my Advent party and I mm. don't have enough friends to invite. Mm. And that really is not cool. But so I'm not throwing it. <laughs> mm. I would come. I know you would. So I, it is truly a day-by-day process of trusting him and saying, okay, Lord, you know me, you made me and you know my heart and I'm praying for this and, I, and I'm trusting you. I'm, I'm pursuing friendships, I'm looking, I'm doing what I can and I have to trust him. You have been listening to the Mundane Faithfulness Podcast with Blythe Hunt, an official production of the Mundane Faithfulness blog. You can find us on the web at mundanefaithfulness.com or on Facebook at mundanefaithfulness.com slash community. Subscribe now to hear the weekly podcast on iTunes or your preferred podcasting application. Help us spread the word. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please go to iTunes and leave a review. Thank you for supporting the Mundane Faithfulness community.